All right, we're back with That's Cool. I'm here with Chris again today. And Chris, talking about the NBA, right? Do you think the NBA is in a good position? The NBA right now, I mean, really, no. If what's The ultimate goal of the NBA is to make money. It's a business at the end of the day. And how do you make money? How do you make money? You get viewership. And really, the viewership has just declined steadily every single year. And that's just obviously not good. So that while the viewers the viewership isn't horrible and they're still making money really it's not where it should be and that's really just proves that it's just not a good place right now i mean you look at the viewership of the nba finals for people who maybe don't know in 2020 that four million viewers and to put this in this perspective over the last i'd say 10 years of the nba finals in the united states it's averaged over easily over nine million viewers right over 9 million like crazy now in 2020 it had 4 million viewers and i know a lot of people might say oh well covid this and that but think about it covid everyone was home no one could go out you were in your house and now next thing you know no one's watching the nba finals why why the, the quality of the game is just decreased when simply just when you watch a basketball game and all you see is no defense foul call foul call foul call and just iso ball. People don't like that, really. I mean, it's Are you just, a college it, guy? Oh, but March Madness is 20 times better than NBA playoffs. See, I agree. It, it's I'm so yeah, much more I exciting. Because it, it's, it, oh, it's so frustrating watching NBA games sometimes. I feel like the, when the I'm watching goals. a college game, I feel like I'm actually watching basketball. Yeah, because like you can actually play defense. Play. You can watch yeah. team play, half-court sets, ISO, uh, not ISO on pass and cut. Like, actual offense. Yeah. Like designed up by a coach instead of just you know your best player dribbling and then taking because I don't think step back shot, I don't think a, the um the idea of like lowering or increase like lowering the shot clock I don't think is a good idea nah. I don't even think increasing the shot clock solves this problem yeah I think shot clock where it is is fine what really you need to do is simplify the rules allow defense to be played to a point where it's actually physical like the nineties I think bring honestly bring back the hand check ability yeah and. There's nothing worse than watching like an offensive player get a foul call or um, draw a foul on the defender, but they initiated contact and knocked the defender to the ground. Like w- watching like Giannis, right? He'll be driving to the lane and then he'll just barrel into the defender and it'll be a defensive foul. Like no one wants to just, how about no call? Yeah, right? no, I've seen that so many times, even with LeBron. Yeah, make the how game more ca- How many countless times has LeBron James driven into the lane, head down, shoulder down, and runs through somebody, but then... Because he misses a layup, it's a foul call. Yeah, or it's like the defender, they were moving, they were sliding their feet. Even if the defender's moving their feet, if they're not initiating contact, if the offensive player's lowering their shoulder and barreling through a defender, that shouldn't be a defensive foul. It should be no call. I mean, it's just make the game more fluid. Make it more like hockey where there's almost 10 minutes sometimes of action with no whistle. That is enjoyable. No one wants to watch whistle after whistle. Uh, like these crazy runs where it's like, you know, dunk and then crazy three and then broken up by a um, foul call. No one wants to watch that. It's just annoying. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the refs put themselves in the game a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Like the refs are horrible. Oh, the NBA by far out of the four major sports, football, basketball, um, baseball, and what am I, it's hockey. Yeah, basketball. I, think, I feel like refs. that's some of the reason why people don't watch. Yeah. The refs are the worst in basketball. I mean, just how, the how worst. How many times you watch an NBA Finals game, like even this Finals, you're watching Celtics-Warriors. It was a good series, competitive series, but... Some of those foul calls, like when Jordan Poole, the infamous one, they called a foul on Jalen Brown when Poole went up for that layup. Oh, yeah. Or was he that didn't Gary even touch Payton. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gary Payton. Yeah, yeah, my bad. He didn't even touch him. And they called the foul on that. Like, how are you, how are you an NBA official Yeah, and then also, 
when Draymond Green knocked over Grant Williams hits a foul on Williams, like how about either a foul on on Green for just shoving him to the ground or no foul at all? Yeah, I mean they they don't make these calls based off of like if it's an actual foul, they kind of just see it how they how they want to call it, which to me is wrong. And yeah, I mean that's why people don't watch the NBA. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, we can all criticize refs. Of course, their job is hard, but how do you make it easier? You make it more simple. How do you make it more simple? You simplify the rule book and allow guys to play defense so there won't be as many foul calls. It's like no one wants to watch foul call after foul call. Just eliminate some of these fouls in the book. Allow guys to be able to actually stand their ground, not just get driven through by like Giannis, and that will be more enjoyable than a foul call. Because, I mean, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, this this era is so much more talented. Oh, this era would wipe the 90s. I mean, if you think that this era would wipe the 90s, maybe they beat the 90s, right? Who knows? Maybe they beat them. But if, you, if people say, like, this era would wipe them, you're out of your mind. I mean, who, who do they consider a good defender today? Clay Thompson? Drew Holiday? Yeah. Right, those guys? Those guys are Mikhail not... Bridges, yeah. Yeah, those guys are not stopping MJ... Pippen. Yeah, compare the best 90s defender with like Dennis Rodman. You had Rodman, Pippen, Jordan. Like, yeah, good luck. Gary Payton. The best, who's the best def- this pure defender in the league today? The best defender. Who would you best say? Best defender. I mean, a lot of people would say it's Draymond. A lot of people. Draymond's up there. I mean, I don't, think, Ru- up I don't there. think Rudy go. No, like, if we're talking about everything, not just blocking shots. Definitely not Rudy. Like, Kawhi, yeah. Kawhi. Maybe LeBron, Giannis. Giannis definitely. I think I think I'd say Giannis, Giannis can definitely. I'd say Giannis. Giannis and LeBron can be compared to the '90s. Like they matched up the physicality, but like I feel like Giannis definitely could. Some guys today just cannot. It's like comparing the the game now. It's like yeah, the talent level is always going to get better, but the way the game is played, it's a tougher game than the '90s. And I think too, they play with they played with more heart in the '90s. I mean, you look at why the Celtics and the oh. Warriors were the two teams <laughs> I, in the finals. I mean, right? Marcus Smart, hustle yeah. guy. He was kind of the heart of that Boston team. And like Draymond. And Draymond, I mean, let's just be honest. Those two guys are kind of the heart. They're kind of, of the, the very, honestly, a similar role. Yeah. They're both players who yeah. don't contribute a whole lot on offense. They Besides can. They facilitate and then they play a great defense. Yeah. And they and hustle. They're, leaders. they're yeah. mental leaders and they're physically on the court. They're leaders calling up plays and stuff. Yeah. And that's why people like them. But I mean, you look at these other players. I mean, you watch a regular season game and there's almost no meaning to that game. Right? Let's I mean, that's for example, the Celtics. Different. Yeah. I mean, that's why the Celtics could go. What were, what were they, like 20 and 23? We, yeah, we were like, you know what's funny is we ended the season 50 and what, 30-something? Yeah, I think We had that good of a record despite starting like that. That's just funny. But, I mean, that just shows you that, hey, I could lose 20 games out the gate, just cruise through, then really try at the end yeah. of the year, and I could still make the playoffs and still win. Yeah, how do you, how do you make um, regular season games more meaningful? I think you just have to maybe lengthen out the schedule, not adding more games, but making, eliminating back-to-back games. I like that. Yeah, like the NBA is not going to eliminate, like shorten the season because that's going to... Yeah, I don't get, even think they should shorten the season Yeah, because that's going to eliminate profit and obviously they want to make money. Mm-hmm. So how do you... And then how do you... um What's it? Make the season just like... Make the games more meaningful. You know, lengthening the season so that guys won't be sitting out as much so there's no back-to-backs. Yeah, I'm almost thinking Load too like... You know. In the NFL, why does the regular season matter? Right in the NFL, it's so much harder to make the playoffs in the um, that NFL too, because that there's too. only seventeen. There's games. less playoff spots. There's seventeen not, games. Too. Not only that, in the NFL, before the seventeen playoff rule, which I used to be against, like I didn't like that, but now I'm for it. You now you have one team that gets a bye week, right? Yeah, and I know bye weeks are more important in the NFL, right? You know, it's more of a physical demand in sport, of course. So yeah. people need that rest. 
But before the seventeen playoffs was uh, initiated, you first had two, two, two first and seconds. Yeah. he would have the buy. So yeah. people would aim and really work to get those buys because then you get home field and stuff like that. To me, home court is not in the NBA, even needed in the NBA. It's definitely not as comparable to the NFL. And I mean, another thing too is you could advantage. be the number two seed in the in the West. And you could go up against maybe the number one seed in the East and you would still have home court if you were the two seed because your record could be better than the one seed yeah. in the East. Like, I don't feel like the, there's enough. The playoff bracket doesn't give you enough kind of advantage. Yeah, sh- should they be go by seeding instead of record? Like, the higher seed gets the... Um, is that... Yeah, should the that, higher that, seed get the um, home court advantage? That's usually how it works. But like, let's say... Well, that, that's how it will work on... Until maybe the NBA Finals. Yeah, and then it's like the is it the seed or the record? Like either say so, you're like the one seed in the East, but you have a worse record than the two seed in the West. Would so the two seed yeah, then the two seed would have home court. That's yeah, like yeah. kind of what happened with the Warriors, Warriors and Celtics. Yeah, we were we were both were two seeds. Yeah, but they had two or two or three more wins than us in the regular yeah. season, so they got home court. See the way I, I also see it too, kind of like what do you call it? Um, maybe even eliminate some playoff spots like yeah, make maybe it more competitive give, maybe give the one and two seed a buy right and make oh, the yeah. first make those other three c or two series best out of three instead of five or best out of five yeah, make it like baseball how it's like the wild card and then like the five game series and the seven yeah yeah make I it mean, I, more people i feel like would care it's it's more meaningful I, I just i don't know about you but i hate the playing tournament yeah no like, i don't I, like that I, idea I either that. I mean, if anything, that just makes the regular season worth even less. Yeah, because a 10 seed, say, say you're playing, say a 7 seed is playing, what, whatever, the 9 seed or however it yeah. works. Say the 7 seed's best player all of a sudden is injured and then the 10 seed beats them and gets into the playoffs. Like, that, that's, three, oh, it's just. I mean, you could, you could literally yeah. barely make the playoffs. Like, let's just say the Celtics, for example. They could finish the year at like 40 and 42. Yeah. Be like a ninth or 10th seed. And they could just be resting their guys the whole year making sure they're healthy and fresh. Then for the playing tournament, put everyone in, be at full strength, dominate, right? Then make the playoffs as an eighth seed, and then big deal, they're playing the Bucks. I mean, that's what they're going to have to play eventually, right? I mean, I just feel like the playing just makes the NBA regular season worth less. It makes the competition go down. There's no, there's no incentive to win. Yeah, it rewards bad, ste- bad teams. It's like... The, the, why why do good? Awful. Why are you going to do good if yeah, you're just going to get if handed you can make a playoff it to the 10 spot. seed with a losing record? Then if it all comes down to one to two games, injuries are a thing, right? It's like it's just it rewards poor play, really. Yeah, and I just don't know how you fix that. If you're the NBA, I don't know how you fix that. That's obviously why Adam Silver's in that position. It's one through and eight not. make the playoffs, and then nine through 15 don't. It's I hate the plan. Yeah, I don't think the plan is a good idea either. And one thing I think that's still evident, it's still clearly a reality is. The three-point shot. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it as much now because why? LeBron won in 2020. Giannis won in 2021, right? Players who weren't really three-point shooting players, right? Mm-hmm. But you even look before that. You could even include the Raptors in that when they won in 2019. Yeah. Kawhi's definitely not like your typical shooter. He's more of a slasher. Yeah. And then you have... Then the Warriors win it again this year. They were fully healthy. Their team was good to go, right? And why did the Warriors beat the Celtics? They could score, and they played defense, and they shot a ton of threes. Curry was unconscious and couldn't miss. I feel like the three-point shot is still an issue in today's NBA. I know, you know, it tends, everything tends to kind of like work out in the end. Like everything kind of comes back to normal. But I still think that the three-point shot is still an issue with the game today too. 
I still think it's an issue. Yeah, what do you mean by issue? Like, I like the idea that a team can get three points, right? If they're down 10 or down 12, it gives them the ability to come back and go on a run quicker, right? Instead of having to make four shots and get eight points, you can make two shots and get to six. Three shots gets you nine, right? You limit the amount of positions it takes you to come back. So I like that element. But it comes to a point where if, let's say, one team is hitting, hits 15 threes and the other team hits 15 layups, right? Those equal the same, but it, like, it could be... It's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's easier now for teams to just in like transition. Like you even see it in like the summer league yeah, with like LiAngelo Ball. Three. He's just pulling up threes on a fast break where he would used to go to the hoop and get an easy two. Do you think it's it's like taking away the um, the skill element almost? Yeah, I think it is. Because I mean, I'm not saying it's not skillful to shoot oh, a three. Because yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah, you have to be skilled to make those things unconsciously. But like, bro, I could go to the backyard right now and put up five threes and there's a chance I can make all five. I, I think more of a balanced game is what really we need. Like, there's guys being able to do both. Yeah. Like, you know, 10 years ago, I think a great player to look at is Brooke Lopez, starting center for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning of his career, he could not hit one three. He didn't take threes. Now he can take them. So that kind of balance where it's like guys are emphasizing being able to equally drive or kick out and then shoot is important. I mean, you look at the Rockets, for example, in what, 2019? Oh, that, that year was like, yeah, CP3, Harden, yeah. And Eric Trevor Gordon. Ariza, yeah. Eric Gordon, they would, PJ. I know they lost yeah. that series because the three-pointers like screwed them all and they, they couldn't make them. Oh but dude, all they did was shoot threes and they were one game away from the NBA Finals. One game. Yeah, and They were up 3-1 and they choked. Against like, the they Warriors, would, right? Yeah, yeah, they would have made it to the Finals because they only shot threes. Like to me, that's not good. And I feel like that's part yeah, of the reason the ratings are down. die by the three. Yeah, and that's what, to me, that's why ratings are down. Because people aren't trying to just watch them run around and huck up threes because there's no t- there's no skill involved. There's yeah, no also, talent involved in yeah. that. So I don't know if you've been watching the summer league, but one thing I've noticed is all these guys are driving to the hoop and trying to throw down a poster because they're mm-hmm. playing with more emphasis because they're trying to make a statement. That doesn't yeah, happen. The summer league is more important. They yeah, have something to play the, for. The guys for that guys. are playing in the summer league have more importance in that game than like a regular season NBA game in comparison because they're trying to make a roster. So they're trying to get to the basket and dunk on people. Which no, is more, I, I agree with that. I'd rather watch a guy dunk on someone than hit like 10 threes in a row. No, I, I 100% it, it, agree. With, like watching posters is probably the most fun thing in basketball. No, I mean, I agree. And it, that just shows you why there's something wrong with the NBA season. I think that's the biggest issue in the NBA is I think that there's no competitiveness during the regular season. There's no w- will to win. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. So give me some, I mean, besides talking about the NBA, if it's in a good state anymore, some overrated and underrated players. Let's talk about that. Let's get kind of, let's get controversial, yeah. right? I mean, we couldn't really get controversial with that. I feel like a lot of people do agree. Oh, actually, one more thing. One more thing before we talk about overrated players and underrated players. To me, I think this is another big issue with the league. Players do not play out their contracts. Oh, players yeah. sign with no, the team. Adam Silver talked about this too. Yeah, yeah, they sign with the team and then they dip them. They dip. The loyalty factors is. Just- it's non-existent at times. It's like, like Kevin Durant, oh, Kevin Durant, he will just leave and leave. Like he won't play all his contracts. Like he had two other future hall of famers on his team and it didn't work out. Now he, he wants out. He wanted to be the, bu- the quote unquote bus driver of his team. And then he, and then he, um, recruits two other hall of famers in their prime to his team. Now he won't even play it out and see how it goes with Ben Simmons 
probably playing Kyrie. It's like, it's just, it frustrates fans. Like, it frustrates me. I'm sure it frustrates a lot of people to hear about that. It's like, you, that's why guys like Tim Duncan and Dirk and Kobe, it's like, you like seeing those guys. Mm-hmm. And man, but then on the other end, you don't want to see guys stay on a bad team, but at least play a couple seasons with the team before you jump I ship. mean, you chose to go there. Yeah. Like, you chose, like, Durant, you chose to go yeah. to Brooklyn and, and play he, with he Kyrie. He got paid all that money. He gets. James Harden, who's at the end of his prime with the Nets, and then Kyrie, who's, you can say, is probably still in his prime. And then, and then they trade Harden, get Ben Simmons, who's an all-star caliber player. He doesn't play. So it's like one season, and then he gets swept, and he's like, oh, I'm out. It's like, really? It's like you chose to be there. Yeah. You chose your situation. Run it you back, knew it. see how it happens with the second year of your head. Yeah. And I think that goes Nash back to winning. Year, yeah, next year. Because, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of people. Like, that's another thing, too, nowadays with sports, is people overrate just – regular season success to me yeah they overrate it phoenix suns like people talking about devin booker's a top 10 player in the league in what defense. world in what world is he a top 10 player in the he league he can't play defense he's he, not he's a great offensive he doesn't pass though is he good pass? i don't even know no, i don't think he's the best I, passer. that's not a good he's like yeah he's probably decent he's an average passer he's yeah. a great scorer but like the the players that don't play defense just frustrates me really like luca like, yeah luca i oh personally think gosh. tatum is better than luca a lot really? of people say, oh, no, no, no. But yeah, Luca's a better passer, but Tatum is more complete, and that's why he's better, I think. All right. That's an argument for a different day. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, another that, time. Uh, but I mean, Luka. yeah. I mean, so well, I'm not even going to get into that whole um, disqualifying championships and talking about why yeah, some like players don't deserve it. Next to any yeah. cha- you can put an asterisk next to any championship. Yeah. There's always going to be something like last year. What was it? And I'm not going to put asterisks. Year, yeah. This isn't going to be the, the podcast episode where I'm going to put asterisks next to um, NBA Legends. Yeah, because and NBA all players, players and they careers. played 18s. No, a legend would be a legend yeah. in any era. I'll get into talking say. about those guys, ripping those yeah. guys in a different podcast. So, overrated, underrated players. Give me one. Overrated, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. All right, so here's – let me get into this. All right. The floor is yours. So, Rudy Gobert, what's he elite at? Only blocking shots. Yeah, he's a good rebounder, but he's seven foot center. He should be good at rebounding. He can't play defense on the perimeter. He's not a good switch defender. He's not athletic. He like he he can't run like he can't switch onto a guard. He only is good around the hoop. That's the only spot he's good at. And I honestly I take Robert Williams over him. I take Jaron Jackson over him because those guys can create offense for themselves sometimes. Like he can't create offense for himself. He averaged what fifteen points a game. All fifteen will probably be like just putbacks, right? He cannot create offense for himself. He's a liability. He's, he's a liability. Only, he's only good. Around the hoop on defense. Like, he can't play defense on the three-point line. He's not a good perimeter defender at all. How many bigs can do that? Uh, Not a lot, yeah. But, like, it's like when you say, oh, he's an elite defender, only at blocking shots. Like, he can't play on-ball defense. Like, Robert Williams So, you're basically saying, like, if if block shots wasn't a stat, he would not be considered an elite defender. Yeah. Because if you look at Robert Williams, yeah, centers typically aren't the best at perimeter defense. But, like, he's at least a lot, like... He's better, and so is like Jaron Jack. Like there are guys who played the big position who can defend. Mm-hmm. He literally cannot. De- like look, he was playing like one of those like viral clips of him getting cooked by Curry. Like he can't defend anyone on the three point line. Yeah, that's fair. And he's not athletic, really. I'm I'm sorry, and he's he, just not. And you see what the Minnesota Timberwolves gave to get him. Yeah, what was it? Five first round picks. Yeah, and he's thirty years old. Picks. He's getting paid how much and money? Players. And, and players. Jared Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly, a couple of bench players, like. And then they make these trades. Like this is my <sighs> this is another problem. They make these trades, and then it's going to be impossible for a team to get Kevin Durant because what the hell are you going to give Kevin Durant? Yeah, like seven, and then seven, like, like twenty, and then like two like twenty point per game players. Yeah, like, I mean, how the hell you get good players now? Because you give this bum 
You give this bum worth of a player five first round picks. Uh, yeah, he literally cannot create offense for himself. That's a whole story too. It's like he can't shoot, mm-hmm. he can't drive, he can't like he's not a good post player. He only scores when he gets a rebound and dunks it. So he's like a bum version of Marcus Smart, just center version. Uh, Marcus Smart's better. You take you, Marcus for, for the team for for what he does for the team. I'd say Marcus is better what he does than Rudy at what he does. I'd agree with that 100. percent It's like yeah, Rudy. Oh, like a, yeah, he's and hey, this is no Celtics yeah, bias either. If you know basketball, you watch basketball, you know Marcus Smart hustles. He actually gives something to the game. Mm-hmm. Gobert does not. Gobert, he can only block shots at the hoop. That's all he can do. Literally yeah. it. He averaged, what, one assist a game. Knows less than one steal. What he was his rebounds points. per game? His rebounds, yeah, he's a good rebounder at 14, but he's a center at the same that time. He should good. be, though. Yeah, and he is seven foot. He's a seven foot center. He should be good at rebounding. Seven <laughs> foot nine wingspan, you should be good. So it's not really <laughs> nothing to brag about. All right, you want to hear right. someone who I think is overrated? Right, that's enough for Rudy Gobert. Christopher Paul. Christopher my opinion, Paul? Christopher Paul is the most <laughs> overrated player in all t- of all time. But I'm not here to discuss him being overrated and, you know, dig into that. I'm, I'm talking about him being overrated for just this year alone. He averaged 14.7 points per game, 49% shooting from the field. Okay, good for you. Right, good for you. Shot 31% from three, which is atrocious. That's awful. One of the worst of his career, actually, if not the worst. He averaged 4.4 rebounds. Not expecting you to get boards. You're a point guard. He averaged 10.8 assists per game. Okay, good for you. You're a point guard. Your job is to pass the ball. Good. I'm glad you're elite at it. And then steals. He had 1.9 steals and obviously don't care about the blocks. Why is Chris Paul overrated? Every year, I'm sick and tired of hearing about, oh, Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul's a top five point guard. This top five point guard that we're talking about is non-existent in playoff games. And I don't care. Maybe a lot of people value regular season like success a lot higher and they value it a little bit more than I do but to me if you don't win in the playoffs if you don't produce anything in the playoffs you get forgotten I don't care what you did yeah the way he lost to the Mavericks was just embarrassing I mean like put this way you like look at how history remembers John Stockton and Karl Malone great players who could never win a ring Charles Barkley yeah and at least they got there right but this guy he got there once disappeared Right, the when, guy, the guy yeah. disappeared. Uh, he actually, yeah, he disappeared. He did not play very well, right? I mean, like, let, let me really get into ripping him right now. So, this top five point guard of all time, I don't care if you're 37, right? Your top five point guard of all time, apparently, to everybody in the world. You play the who they play in the first round? New Orleans. Pelicans went to six games. You guys went to six games against without Zion. The Pelicans without Zion. Without Zion. Now he did play good in this first round. He did. 30 points, 17 points, 28 points, 4 points, outlier, um, 22 points, 33 points. He played good in that first series. In this second series against the Mavericks. Disappeared at the end. L- look at Listen to this. 19 points game one. Okay, that's good. 28 points game two. Okay, they're up 2-0. They're up 2-0. 12 points, 5 points, 7 points, 13 points, 10 points. And in game seven, the biggest game of their season, he had one point through three quarters. How can you be considered a top five point guard of all time? How can you be considered the general? How can you be considered a great player and a top point guard in the league when you disappear in clutch situations? They call him the general. If I'm going, to, if he's my general and I got to go to war, I ain't going. Yeah, cause I'm he's not dis- going. He's going to disappear. Why am I going to go? He's not. He's no. He's not going to. He's not clutch. He's not going to win. He's never won anything in his life, right? How, why am I going to call this guy? some great point guard when I don't think he is right and another mm-hmm. thing too is he plays good in the regular season fine 
Regular season don't, to me, like I said, I don't care. If you're not going to win playoff games, there's a stat. I mean, he's blown five oh, series well, when he was up 2-0. Yeah. How can you be a great player and you're blowing series is up 2-0? You've blown five of them mm-hmm. up 2-0. Five. That's like, yeah. Come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. How? Let's stop talking about this guy like he's the greatest point guard ever. Like, no, he's not. My, to put it into perspective, everyone talks about how bad Tatum played in some games in the NBA Finals, right? Chris Paul had a minus 39 rating in Game 7 of that playoff game against the Mavericks. That's a career-altering loss. And I don't see, I don't hear anyone really talking about it, even after. Pat Bev was the only person who was flaming him. Yeah, also, you want to look at the Mavericks. It's not like they're this amazing team. It's really like yeah. they have one all-star, all-NBA player, and that it's... They don't. They're not a complete team either. So it's not like they were beat by this amazing team. Yeah, and another thing too is like, I know we just mentioned how Luca doesn't play defense, right? Yeah. But at least Luca is an elite top five scorer in the NBA. Yeah. Chris Paul, you don't play defense. What are you elite at? He's he can steal, but he isn't. Like, you can steal. You can pass. Yeah. You're not scoring. You're a third option. Chris Paul is a third option Devin on Booker, an NBA team. Like DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Him, you put like, this way. You yeah. clamp Ayton. You clamp Booker. Chris Paul ain't doing shit. He's not. I mean, all like yeah. If he if he can't score, he's gonna try to pass like throw throw it up to him, DeAndre, and get Devin yeah, Booker I mean, on it. Dude, they gotta, yeah. we gotta stop this. Chris Paul's so good slander. All right, that's enough for Chris Paul. Give me another, give me someone else. All right, I'm going underrated. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. I, I'm a, I'm a Darius Garland fan, but why do you? Th- I agree he's underrated, but why? So like you know the Cavs, they made the play-in tournament. And this entire year, no one expected them to be like. You know, they were looking like they were going to make the playoffs, and then they they get injured, so they make the play, and then they lose. Mm-hmm. But like, you look at him; he's really the primary scorer on a team that can make the playoffs. No one really. It's like he's not really talked that much about. And every year, he went from twelve to seventeen to twenty-one points per game since twenty nineteen. His field goal percentage has gone up over six percent since his rookie year. His three-point percentage has stayed around the same. How old is he? He's uh, what? Let's see. He's twenty-two. He's 22. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so no, I agree with that. He only averages like three rebounds, but he's, just, he's a guard, eight assists, 1.3 steals. So it's like, those are very good stats for someone who's in the third year. It's like, compare that to like Tatum in his third year. What was he averaging like 18, 19, 20? Somewhere around 21, there. 22. Yeah. Actually, I don't bring that up. But it was somewhere Tatum around there. I know stats, that. Yeah. But even talking about the Cavs, they got a nice young roster too. Yeah. He's, he's playing with some good players. Oh, and Tatum's third year, he's averaging 23, and that was his first year as an all-star. So it's like... Darius roughly Garland, around the same yeah, it's like, points per game. Yeah, no, I'd say Darius Garland is definitely somebody who's 23 underrated. 23 for Tatum, and then for him, 21. So it's like, yeah, he needs to be talked about more. He's a, he's a threat. He's like, a shooting guard, right? Yeah, I th- he, uh, or is he a point guard? He's, he's a guard. I don't know. Yeah, He's point a combo guard. guard? Point guard, yeah. it says, yeah. All right, I could definitely and agree with him being that underrated. That Cavs team overall, I'm excited to see how they play. Yeah, I mean, you've got Mobley... Yeah, Garland, Colin Sexton, if he Sexton, stays, if he Isaac stays Kikoro, and if he's healthy. Evan Mobley's really just yeah. impressive. I mean, that team, Jared Allen was an all-star, too. Yeah, that team is definitely a good young team, and I think they're going to be a playoff team next year. Yeah, definitely. If you can, I don't know if you can do this yet, and I don't even know if you can do this, but if you can bet teams to make the playoffs, bet the Cleveland Cavaliers to make the playoffs. Will, yeah. Them, yeah, I, think I think the Hawks are a big improvement, too. Yeah, I'm, obviously, I'm not talk, I'm not going to. I'm not promoting gambling. You know, yeah. Bet at your own risk, but obviously, if you can, bet the Cavs. To make playoffs. I like that a lot. So now my underrated player. Now I know he's more talked about in the league about an underrated player. People know this already. But Drew Holiday. I still don't think this man gets enough love. Averages 18 points. 50% shooting from the field. 
41% from three last year. 41%. 6.8 assists, 4.5 rebounds, 1.6 steals. That's damn near the same as Chris Paul, right? Yeah. And not only are his stats good. He's clutch. He He's a playoff performer. Yeah, he, he I mean, had that game-winning yeah. steal and blocking as Marcus Smart. He's been clutch his whole career. I mean, you look at his stats in the playoffs, 25, 19, 25, 16, 24, 17, 21. I mean, he, he does it all. He gets nine boards, seven, seven, eight, right? He was getting rebounds. Yeah, he was getting he's assists. a point guard getting that many I mean, rebounds. He was shooting the ball f- incredible against the Celtics. But the thing, too, is he's a third option. He's not even the number one yeah, option. On, and even the number two. Yeah. He's the number third option. He's one of the best defensive point guards in yeah. the league. He's a two-way player, beasts at both, right? And he's the third option on a team. Yeah, remember last year in the finals against the... um. Yeah, um, what Suns? Remember mm-hmm. his steal against Devin Booker that pretty yeah. much sealed the game. He clamped Chris Paul a little bit in that finals. He was playing good he defense has a lot against of heart. Paul. Yeah, he's a, he's a great player. He's a to me, he's a better Marcus Smart. A way to me, he's better Marcus Smart in some part. Yeah, he, he gives you more on offense. Yeah, and that's why I think he's, he's underrated. Yeah. People don't talk about him like he's a great. They mention his defense, but they don't. They forget that hey, you know this guy averages eighteen. Like this guy, 18, can, this yeah, guy's gonna get buckets. Near nearly five uh, rebounds a game, then almost seven assists a game. Yeah, and he's shooting forty one percent from the three. Three. I mean, what? That's damn good. Yeah, that's that damn Bucks, good. Yeah. If if the Bucks are fully healthy, we don't win that. The Celtics. Oh, one hundred percent. Nah, and that, that's why I think the Bucks are gonna win it next year. It's gonna yeah. be Bucks. Unless, unless like, of course, everyone's healthy on the Celtics, and um, Gallinari and Brogdon are huge contributors. Yeah, them. I agree. Is it, to me, it's either Bucks or Celtics. Bucks, Celtics. Then like, if the Heat are st- uh, maybe the Heat. Yeah, they gotta make else? some moves. For who me. knows what? Who knows what the Nets though? Who knows? No yeah. one. No one will know. That's fair. Until KD makes up his little mind. <laughs> All right, give me someone else. All right, let's. Your see last here. player, actually, right? Yeah. Um. Let's go. Underrated. I want to go Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. I disagree. But really. continue. Yeah. So he averages near a triple double: twenty-one, eight, and nine, and then two steals, two steals a game. One of the most elite on-ball defenders. I think he was first in the league in steals last season. Mm-hmm. Forty-six from the field, thirty-two from three. He's not the best shooter, but he's going to be playing with Trey Young next year. He's going to fit right. in quite well. He's got size: six-four, six-ten wingspan. He's not the strongest guy, but he's getting there. He's still pretty young. He's only going to get better from here. Twenty-five years old. All right, I di- I completely disagree. I think this guy's overrated really so now i'm gonna go into why i think he's overrated i know a lot of people might be a lot of hawks fans especially would be punching the air i know a lot of fans right now a lot of hawks fans are gonna be punching the air right now angry and all worked up relax let me explain you look at the spurs team who was on the spurs team who last year what keldon johnson lonnie who? walker Jakob pearl like i don't even know who those guys are he doesn't have good teammates, yeah. And so when I mean, I, they're they're all right, but like they're not. A oh yeah, they're team. not who you want to play with. So I see twenty one points per game. He did lead the league in steals with two, two a game, which is pretty damn good. Nine point two assists. All right, eight point three boards as a re, as a guard too. Right, he shot fifty percent from forty field. From the yeah, field, yeah, and then. 30, 32% from three. His three is, is going to get better. See, the reason I'm saying that I think he's overrated is because, again, who did he play with? No one good, so that makes him not overrated. No, but it's kind of like you're playing with nobody. Yeah, I'm shoot, I'm taking every shot. Damn it. I'm shooting. Yeah, but at I the shot same time. 18, I averaged 18 shots a game. But at the same time, the best defender on the opposing team is guarding him. Uh, defense, okay, I'm not, I won't argue his defensive stats. I'm sure defensively he is a good player. But to me... I think he's overrated. 
I mean, like, but, eh. but if he's able to get yeah, nine nah, assists, I'm, I'm gonna be real. Yeah, man. I was looking at, I was gonna say something like, oh yeah, Tatum doesn't even shoot 18 shots a game. Yeah, no, nah, Tatum shoots 20 shots a game. So I guess that, yeah, I guess Dejounte Murray is kind of underrated. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm kind of yeah. wrong about that. I guess I'm wrong about that. 21, 8, and 9, yes, sir. I mean, I'm going to be real. Do you want me to be really real right now? Yeah. And I'm someone who was calling DeJounte Murray overrate, or overrated. Give me DeJounte Murray over Chris Paul. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and, and you got fools who, know, who quote, unquote, know basketball say Chris Paul is better than this bum. Or, quote, unquote, bum. I don't know. Chris Paul is still a bum. I'm sticking by it. All right, now the last player we're going to discuss about over slash underrated. I got someone who's extremely overrated, somebody who was once a great player and now is not even a good player. This might upset a lot of people on the West Coast, but I don't really care. I'm willing to give hot takes. I'm willing to make people upset. This player by the name of Clay Thompson is overrated. I get it. He came back from injury. Injury post injury clay has been overrated. Again, I know he's only played 32 games before the playoffs. Not a large sample to get back to normal, right? Three assists, four rebounds. I'm not talking about that. Three point percentage was the worst of his career. Under 40%. Worst shooting percentage of his career at 42%. I don't care if he averaged 20 points a game. He shot the worst of his career. You look at his playoffs. First round against Denver. He was good. He played good. Second round against Memphis. In game five, he had a minus 45. A minus 45 in game two or game five against Memphis, which they lost. I don't care if you were up 3-1, right? You lost. He did not play good in that. Then you look like you look at the NBA Finals. 15 points. And I mean, a lot of that was from free throws. 11 points. 25 points, 18 points, 21 points, 12 points. To me, scoring the basketball, Clay Thompson can still do it pretty decently, right? He can still put up shots. He can still make shots. He's still got that three-point stroke. But defensively, to me, is where he really fell off. He's he's not the same defensive player he once was. He's less like athletic. Yeah, and that's why people would used to rank him very high and used to favor him was because, oh, he's a two-way player. Clay Thompson is no longer a two-way player. You got some uh, Steph Curry is better defender than on ball. Yeah, yeah. he's a better defender than Clay Thompson. Curry's really impressed me with how he's been able yeah, he, to play defense. Cl- he like played great defense season. in that finals. Yeah, and Clay Thompson was a liability. They had to take him out because he couldn't play defense. Yeah, here's like what I, I want to ask you this question. Yeah, let's you, hear it. you know Max Struess in the Heat. Yeah, if you're to put Max Struess and Clay Thompson in the hazmat suits and you don't know who's who, they're the same player. Yeah, it's, they're the same. That's what I'm saying. They're the same player. Clay Thompson just, can only shoot the ball. There's respect because of what he's accomplished, but like at this point, he he's not what he used to be. I know coming back from injury, but at the same time, he's 32. How is he really going to get back to where he was? I don't think so. I mean, let's put it into perspective. Max Struess, right, player for the Miami Heat, shot 44 percent from the field, better than Clay Thompson. Shot 41 percent from three. Better than Clay Thompson. And he only averaged 10 points per game because why? He's not getting that, that many shots. He's not getting what? Like 30, or not 30, that's dumb. 15 to 20 shots a game like Clay Thompson was. Like he disappeared too, but that's honestly what Clay did for a lot of the Celtics series. I mean, Clay Thompson last year put up 17 shots a game. 17 shots a game. Max Struess 
I'm going to tell you right now, guys, did not put up nowhere near 17. He put up he put up eight shots a game. Eight shots. Eight shots to 17 shots. If Max Struess is putting up the same amount of shots as Clay Thompson, he's Clay Thompson. He's Clay Thompson. I mean, that's why I'm saying Clay Thompson is overrated. When he played defense, yes. And when he was healthy, yes. Clay Thompson was a good player. Two-way player. Dual threat. But after that, man, Clay Thompson is not what we once thought he was. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, I mean, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up for today? Let me think. Oh, what's going on in Any NBA? burning desire. Oh, I want to talk about chest. Kevin Durant. I gotta you wanna, you got to rant about Kevin Durant? Go I, ahead and I rant about to. Kevin Durant. So, oh. why does he leave Golden State to go to the Nets? He wants to be the bus driver. Uh-huh. And when you're the bus driver, you're the best player on the team. Oh, wait a minute, there. wait a minute. He wants to be a bus driver, right? Let's not even talk about him leaving Golden State. Why would you leave Oklahoma City? That's where he was. the Because he, he couldn't win in Oklahoma City. So And then he goes to the Warriors because he wants to win. Mm-hmm. But then he feels like he's being disrespected, and he's he's his, which he should have been. Yeah, he's feeling like his accomplishments are being um, dumbed down to like, oh, he didn't really do anything because he was playing with Curry. So then he goes to the Nets, where he wants to be the best driver. But then he brings along two other future Hall of Famers. So so when you're starting lineup, you have three Hall of Famers, and then Joe Harris, who is one of the best shooters in the league, and then who was the center last year, like Claxton, Andre Drummond, or whatever. Yeah, some, I think Blake Griffin was. Oh there yeah, a Blake bit Power. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like with that. You don't even make the conference finals, and now you're one year later after getting swept in the first round. You're requesting a trade like that. Just is he shameless like that? That if I was in that spot, that would be embarrassing me. To me, I think they even gave him the Finals MVP in 2018, just to make it seem like okay, he did. He something. got two Finals MVP. both years. He won with the Warriors. He won that. Finals. And Curry could have yeah. won both of those. Curry could have won every single like even the 2015. Andre I feel like the reason of. that they gave Durant those two Finals MVPs was because hey, we want to make it seem like he didn't just hop on the bandwagon and win, even though that's what he did. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's no... Obviously, Kevin Durant, great. I mean, we all know how great he is. No, see, I disagree. Really? And this when is, this is playing, Now, this is what I'm going to say. This is why... When it comes to playing? No, when it comes to playing, yeah. But I see, this is what I'm saying, though. People overvalue regular season success. They don't value on his finals own, yeah, and on, playoff on success. His, playoff success on his own as he the best player. He went to one finals by himself. Without, like, an elite... Like, well, I mean, he still has played with elite a good players. team. I get it. He balled out in that finals. I'm not talking that finals. Yes, he was he played good in. But this is what I'm talking about. We talk about Kevin Durant, and a lot of people say, "Oh, top 15 player of all time, easy." I get it. Could score from anywhere. Could rebound. Could pass. Seven foot tall. Athletic. Can dribble. Could do all that. He could not win. He had to join the best team ever assembled to win. How can you say that this guy's a great player? He needed. He couldn't do it himself. To me. That limits how good you are. Same with Kyrie. A lot of people talk about, oh, Kyrie's so good. Yeah, also, you like, know, I saw, yeah. Can we talk about players who actually, like, win games? Like, a Tom Brady isn't hopping from team to team. Yeah, I saw like, I saw J.J. Redick. He said, oh, you know, KD was averaging how many points per game in that finals win with, with the Warriors. The, what was it, 2017? He was averaging, like, the most points, the most whatever. Yeah. But at the same time. He joined a team that has already won the the won a ring. He joined a 73-9 team. How much of a bus driver is he? And that's isn't. Dude, you have Curry, Thompson, Draymond, Draymond Green. Yeah, it's like and yeah, Andre you should Dallas. be scoring thirty because yeah, you're not I've, gonna have the best defender on like, you. Yeah, what Draymond said. Everyone's double teaming Curry, so it's like yeah. he's has a wide open lane every single time. It's like oh, that's why, dude. You know what? I, yeah, I gotta say that for a different podcast though, because if I start talking about legacies and how great players are. 
That's that's yeah, he's a great that's player tomorrow. without the individual almost accomplishments. That's tomorrow in terms of playoff success. All right, so that, this, this conversation is a little bit of a preview for tomorrow's episode of That's Cool. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at That's Cool, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Bye.